Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Screen Facts with Jason Davis, your movie trivia and discussion podcast. This podcast is a production of Jason Davis VoiceOver. Please visit jasondavisvoice.com for information about voiceover services for commercials, internet and corporate videos, e-learning, phone messages, and more. Joining me for this episode of the podcast, my pal and yours, <laughs> it's Eric Wright. Hi, Jason. How's it going? It's great to have you back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, Eric, we're going to talk about a very funny movie mm-hmm. featuring an, uh, basically an all-female cast. Is it from the 80s? No. Oh, my God. We're talking something newer? Released May 13th, 2011, in fact. Holy cow. Directed by Paul Feig. It's Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. And I'm so glad because this is one of the very few movies, TV shows, anything where it's like all women. Yeah. And they're all great. I think part of the problem is that people in positions of influence in Hollywood who mm-hmm. seem to think that women can't open a movie and sell a movie and and carry a movie and be funny and be awesome. Yeah. And this movie completely proves them wrong. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was super, super fun, starring some of my absolute favorites. You know, yeah. Kristen Wiig. Nominated for Best Actress Golden Globe for this. Wow, no kidding. Go on, who else? Love Maya Rudolph. Fantastic. She was pregnant during the filming. Yeah, and I didn't realize that. They were hiding her belly pretty well with strategic stuff. Right, like the white belt was a big thing. And then, of course, you know, that big fluffy wedding dress. Right, exactly. We'll talk a little bit more about. Not the (laughs) dress itself. The specific scene, scene. Wendy McLennan Covey. She, of course, uh, is Beverly Goldberg on the Goldbergs. She's absolutely hysterical. Always good. And... uh, and just like uh, Ellie fan. Kemper's character says, yep. her face is like sunshine. Yeah, I love her. She's she's good in everything that I've seen her in. Fantastic. Ellie Kemper, you can't love say her. enough about. Love Ellie Kemper. Yeah. She actually was a student of John Hamm's acting class. In high school. They don't have any scenes together in this movie. Right. Yeah. But he was a big part of the Kimmy Schmidt series on Netflix. Then, of course, Melissa McCarthy. Right. Who was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress Oscar. She ended up losing to Octavia Spencer for the help. But, you know, it's not often that a comedic performance. Right. Gets an Oscar nod, so good for her. She made the scenes. Absolutely. Yo, that had her in it. She totally made it. And this movie, I mean, she had done stuff before this movie, but this is the movie that created the phenomenon that is Melissa McCarthy. I'm a big fan of almost every movie I've seen her in, even movies that the critics hated. Right, right. Because she's just so committed, and she's very Mm -hmm. funny. And she's now been doing a lot of dramatic stuff, too. Yes. And is killing it. She's just a great actress and a great improviser. Well, that's it. And you talk about improvising. Mm-hmm. All of them, mm-hmm. except for Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. And we uh, should talk about that. Rose Byrne Rose is a big Byrne. part of this movie. Yeah. All of these actresses have a history together, or most of them do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they all work together in the Groundlings, okay. which is a big improv group. It's been a breeding ground for SNL cast members for years. Right. And before they started shooting, they kind of worked together doing mm-hmm. you know, improving stuff that was later incorporated into the movie. Right. Rose Byrne was not a part of that group. Mm-hmm. Um, she might have been part of the improvisation for this movie, but she right. didn't come up in the Groundlings with the rest of them. Exactly. So on an interview with her, she was talking about how Kristen took the ladies out mm-hmm. to like a strip club, <laughs> you know, a men's strip club. 
as a bonding experience. Okay. And that she tells this story. All the girls, they're there. They're having a great time. They're waving the money. Rose was more reserved. So Kristen like had a stripper go over to her Mm -hmm. and just start, you know, like rubbing his junk (laughs) in her face and stuff. He's like, it was gross. I had this oil all over my blouse because, you know, she's very, you know, prim and proper in, in the movie. And I got the feeling that interview, she's a little bit like that in real life. She wasn't like grabbing the guy and and all that. And she was just like, oh, I ended up talking about the traffic with him. (laughs) (laughs) Now, she's Australian. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that has something to do with it. Like maybe like culturally, it's just weird for somebody from Australia to go into a guy's strip club and have them grinding in you. That's maybe more normal for America than Australia. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's strip clubs in Australia, but like maybe it's not as much of a thing as it is here. We also forgot to mention Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, tiny part. Yeah, but but she, but she nails it. Out it. Of the water. Yeah, and she tried out for the Melissa McCarthy's part. So, and I think Rebel could have done that part, but Melissa just brought. She was so quiet and confident. Yeah, and a lot of times when I see a movie that I really like, I start mm-hmm. thinking, oh well, who would be my friends and all that. And I think I would be friends with her. Oh. Melissa McCarthy? Yeah. Whatever she wanted, she would just go after it. None of the weird baggage or anything. Yeah. Sue and I have actually had conversations about this very thing, like watching (laughs) her other movies. Right. We're like, I feel like we could hang with Melissa McCarthy. She seems like very down to earth, very cool. And she's got this great marriage with Ben Falcone, who plays the the air air marshal. But Mindy Kaling and Rose Byrne auditioned for the part of Lillian before Maya Mm. Rudolph was cast. And both Rebel Wilson and Busy Phillips, who's not in the movie, who was in Freaks and Geeks, another Paul Feig thing, auditioned for Megan before Melissa McCarthy got the role. We were talking about Rebel Wilson. The guy that plays her brother in this movie was her actual real-life roommate, Matt Lucas. Yeah, I read they became roommates like after the movie. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. This was Jill Clayburgh's final film. Oh, Um, she died the year before it was released. Judd Apatow, who was the producer of the movie, admitted later on that they took a lot of the really dirty jokes. Like she says some funny stuff in this. Yeah. But there were dirtier jokes that they took out because, you know, he thought, oh, that can't be the last thing she ever says in a film. Yeah, you know, for that's her kind of memory, weird. let's... Yeah, yeah, exactly. The film, by the way, was written by Kristen Wiig mm-hmm. and Annie Mumolo. She's the actress that plays the woman sitting next to Kristen Wiig on the airplane. And she was hilarious yeah. for that two minutes. They were actually nominated for Best Original Screenplay Oscar, too. I just think this is a really well-written, yeah. fun movie with a little heart, and it's yeah. got everything. It's very well done. A budget of $32.5 million. It grossed mm. $169.1 million in the U.S., wow. $288.3 million worldwide. So, Holy crap, really? It's the highest-grossing R-rated female comedy of all time and domestic box office, edging yeah. out Sex in the City 2008. Despite the success, Kristen Wiig has confirmed there will not be a sequel. Oh, really? Yeah. You know, that's okay. All right. So let's talk about some of the real funny stuff that happens in the movie. A lot of it is because of the dynamic between Kristen Wiig and Rose Byrne's characters. Like when they're going to the store to go dress shopping, you know, (laughs) Kristen being the maid of honor is supposed to be setting all this up. Right. So she first takes them to lunch at this like little dive place. This sketchy Brazilian barbecue place. Right. Right. But, you know, Maya, the bride, she's like, oh, no, no, no. Annie does this all the time. She always finds these great places that yeah. they seem really weird, but they are great food. Great. And so they go and they eat in there and then they go <laughs> shopping. When they first get there, mm-hmm. they can't get in. Because right. Because it's a it's a uppity place. Right. And Annie didn't you know reserve. And then Helen beeps the intercom mm-hmm. and she's like, hi, Daphne or whatever oh, yeah. the hell her name was. 
hi, it's Helen. Helen, come yeah. on in. Yeah. And then, of course, they're in there, and Helen's like picking out the most expensive, beautiful, but most expensive dress. Of course. They're suddenly starting to feel unwell. Unwell. The oh, funny. one of Melissa McCarthy's best lines when they walk into the store, this is some classy shit. Or, yeah, and then something she goes, like that. She's like, I'm sorry, I want to apologize. I'm not, I'm not even sure which side that came out of. <laughs> exactly. And then, like, while they're trying on dresses. No social graces from her character oh, yeah, at, all at all in this movie. But at least she apologized. No filter. Yeah. And while the others are looking at the dresses, she's, like, you know, lifting up the furniture. You know, it's, it's like, good oh, stuff. It's sturdy sofa. I'm like, oh, see, that's that's like a man. That's yeah. A, that's a middle-aged man thing. Right. And I think that's part of the reason I would like to be friends with her. Right. When they go shopping for the dresses, I think it's one of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. huge. It's hilarious. Like, right. so many funny things happen in that scene that was not in the shooting script really during production judd apatow and paul feig encouraged Kristen wig and annie momolo to write some wild physical comedy into the movie they're like you gotta have something you know really yeah. over the top that's what that became that's brilliant that's um, great they did that oatmeal and food coloring was the vomit <laughs> was the but vomit. i love i love <laughs> wendy uh, mcclendon covey goes running into the bathroom and like throws up all over the toilet and she's barfing right and melissa mccarthy comes running in and she's like i need the toilet and she's like it's happening it's happening and she climbs up on the sink and she's like screaming don't look at me i don't know what's going on but it's coming out of me like lava Uh, and then Ellie Kemper comes running in. Yeah, and, and, she, and she throws on up it. on Wendy McClendon. <laughs> and I love like how Maya Rudolph runs out into the street oh. just trying to get to a toilet. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And, and she just sits down in the middle of the street. It was so cool because as she's walking, it's yeah. a really cool shot. Yeah. It's a shot of her walking across the street from mm. a distance. Right. And you see her starting to slow down <laughs> and then starting to like, you know, creep getting down into a sitting position. Right. It was just really funny. And not to mention that she's in this like ridiculously expensive, beautiful wedding gown yeah. while this is happening. <laughs> and the, the owner of the shop's freaking out. John Hamm is not in this movie a lot, mm-hmm. but he is uh, really good at that douchebag role. Oh, yes. He's a terrific actor, and he's the perfect balance to the police officer that Chris O'Dowd plays. Right. You kind of know that, that they'll, eventually she's going to fall for up. that guy and, and everything else. Yeah. But you want her to. Yeah, because that's the thing. You're rooting he's a good for guy. her in this movie. And he's movie. a good guy, you know? Yeah. Not just because he's a cop, but he obviously is trying mm-hmm. to bring out the best in her. Like, he appreciates her baking skills, you know, even right. though her business failed. He's like, trying to encourage her to Come right. on, get back into it. You're really good at that. But he know? does make a mistake, I think think after they yeah. spend their first night together he comes on a little strong he has all the baking stuff out <laughs> that's a little weird <laughs> but here's the thing and kathy and i are watching it i'm like well that's kind of sweet you know yeah. he's trying to Literally. support yeah <laughs> he's trying to support her and yeah Kathy's like he doesn't know her well enough to make that presumption i agree yeah See, i think that that's a little much i think how- maybe later on in their relationship as they're getting to know each other right. like that might make a little bit more sense but yeah it almost seems like dude you're you're kind of coming on strong here well for me that shows how spot on Kristen's writing is yeah. because me being a dopey guy <laughs> didn't find anything wrong with that. She's in the mindset of a dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. So she did a really good job there. Oh, and while we're talking about Annie's two guys in the movie, John Hamm's not credited. Apparently he did not want his credits in the movie because at that time he was concerned that people would think like this is like a serious movie because right. the other stuff he was doing at the time was Mad Men, Mad right? Men mm-hmm. The Town, Stolen. 
right in the beginning, you can kind of tell that it's going to be funny just because oh, it's yeah. so like ridiculous how how much of a like jerky dude he is. Like, oh, yeah. you know, I was like, there's an interesting I don't know thing. How to, I don't know how to tell you to leave without sounding like a jerk. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, you already did. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's the, that's how uh, clueless he is. I was saying to Sue when we we're watching, I'm like, you know, in the beginning they're having sex, and I'm thinking this is kind of unrealistic because she's like wearing a bra still. Like nobody wears a bra during sex. It's weird, you know. Well, I do, but <laughs> sorry. But then I didn't pick up on this. But apparently, when she has sex with the Rhodes character, with with Chris O'Dowd's character, she's not wearing one. Now, right. that, now she doesn't show her boobs in the movie, right. and I respect that because sure. she doesn't have to. Right. That was a, a choice. They yes. wanted her to wear a bra because she doesn't feel safe right. with John Hamm's character, but she feels safer with Rhodes. Mm-hmm. So she's more open when she's having sex with him. So I think that's very cool. And I, I didn't pick up on that subtlety. No, exactly. Because this movie is a lot about relationships. Oh, yeah. You know, it's an all-girl cast, and why do men like it? There's probably a lot of dumb guys who, who wouldn't watch this just because it's an all-female cast. Yeah, maybe. And they're missing out. Yeah, but... I think you can as a guy. I think you can watch it and definitely enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not going to not see something just because it's led by females. Right. And this was sort of the uh, movie that opened up the doors for other movies like this, where it's an all female cast Mm -hmm. and it's female empowered too. It's not just an all female cast. Mm -hmm. Like the women are strong women. Yeah. They're vulnerable too. They're not victims. Right. A lot of times in rom coms, the the women are almost disposable. They're like, oh, you know, when when is it going to be my turn to get married and have a great life with a guy and all that? Right. But women don't need a guy. And I know my, my wife's like going, yeah, that's right. You're woke. My husband is woke. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that to win points with my wife. I mean, I really feel like, you know, women yeah. are, are really uh, underappreciated in society in general. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think a movie like this is very important because especially when it's successful like this is. Yeah. A movie that came after this that this, I think, kind of opened the doors for was Girls Trip. And not only is it led by women, but it's led by African-American women, which is fantastic. Uh, Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Tiffany Haddish. Fantastic together. Okay. Very funny. Highly recommend checking that movie out as well. All right. Well, I'll check it out, and then maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, maybe. The dynamic between Annie and Ted, Kristen Wiig, Mm -hmm. and um, John Hamm's characters. Again, not a lot of interplay with them in the movie. Right. At one point, she's trying to make him jealous. Oh, gosh. You know, they're in bed together, and she's like, oh, I'm going to this wedding, and, you know, why don't you come with me? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Then we're going to have to explain what we are, and I don't want to put you in that position. I love how he's always trying to turn it, that he's helping her out. Oh, and I love, like, at some point when she's like, all right, I've had enough of you. Pull over. I want to get out of the car. And she's finally done with him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you're not going to be my number three anymore. Right. Exactly. (laughs) But anyway, so she's like, oh, maybe I'll just take this other guy that's interested in me. This guy, George. George, who's George? George, uh, and he's taking a sip of water. George uh, Glass, yeah. And I loved how she made a look like, oh, God, I just ripped that off from the Brady Bunch. I totally forgot about that in <laughs> Brady really? Bunch. Yeah, it's been oh a while God. since I've watched the Brady Bunch. When but she I love that. said that, I rolled. I was like, oh, my God, that's a Brady Bunch reference. I love when people do stuff like that in movies. Yeah. And they put little uh, references to things that they grew up with and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You know, we were talking about casting. Mm-hmm. Very, very small part was this girl that ends up getting Annie fired. She's like 13, 14, mm-hmm. uh, looking at jewelry. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Remember that scene? And yeah, yeah. She, and they just make each other more and more angry to the point where... Kristen Wiig just calls her the C word. Yeah. 
It's like, holy crap. Yeah, that'll get you fired. You know who that was? No. That was Peter Frampton's daughter. Wow. Isn't that cool? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Some other really funny stuff when they're uh, just talking about what kind of bachelorette party. Yeah. Kristen Wiig has an idea. Right. And then when Helen takes over, mm-hmm. well, then Helen uses that theme. Sure, because that's, that's what she does. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, when Kristen does go to the, uh, the bridal shower, mm-hmm. which is at this you know, ridiculously expensive you know, mansion and all this, right. and she just loses her mind. And she's so angry at Helen. She yeah. goes and she like, starts punching that giant cookie. Yeah, I love when she tries to knock over the chocolate fountain. The chocolate fountain. And she can't move it, obviously, because <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's a giant fountain. fountain. It's a freaking yeah. fountain. So then she just starts putting her arms in there and then throwing the chocolate all over the, the place. Chocolate. She's like, oh, that's hot. It's like, yeah, it's melted chocolate. <laughs> That house, by the way, the exterior of the house was uh, used in Scary Movie 2. The house, I guess the interior stuff, was what was used as Wayne Manor in the original Batman TV show. I was going to say, I thought it looked familiar. Yeah, very cool. But what started that whole thing was when they were talking about themes, Mm -hmm. Melissa McCarthy's character is like, fight club, fight club. (laughs) We, We oil up. We just surprise her and we beat the shit out of her. So I love, we by just the way, fucking attack and beat the shit out of her. It's like, oh my God. And I thought it was hilarious that throughout, like, pretty much the entire movie, Melissa had this bandage wrapped well, around her wrist. Remember, and hand. remember she said she was on the mend when you first meet her character? Yeah. She fell off of a cruise ship. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. She's like, I fell off of a cruise ship, but I'm back. And Annie's like, oh shit. Yeah, oh shit. Took a hard, hard, violent fall. Yeah, kind of pinballed down, hit a lot of railings, <laughs> broke a lot of shit. <laughs> broke a lot of shit. Because then she started talking about she saw the dolphin. Yep. And the dolphin like looked not just in my eyes, but into, into my, my soul. soul. That was into my goddamn soul, Annie. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, I'm saving you, Megan. Not with his mouth, but he said it, I'm assuming telepathically. Tele- I'm right. I'm so tele- <laughs> Very funny. Like Aquaman. Right. Yeah. I have to wonder how much of Melissa McCarthy's stuff is improvised in this movie. Oh, so much of it. That fight club line, that, oh, that-, that sounds made up. The amount of talent in this cast, writing, acting, yeah. comedy is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Just very, very funny. When they had to abort the trip to Vegas, mm-hmm. they landed in Casper, Wyoming, which is where Kathy's brother Chris lives. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we're watching that. And we're like, is that really the Casper, Wyoming airport? I Probably not. It's been 20 some years since we've been there. So we weren't sure. One of my favorite quotes mm-hmm. at the right at the end of the movie. And again, it's from Megan. You know, Melissa McCarthy's character. Mm-hmm. Annie's feeling bad for herself. And, you know, she's going, oh, I don't have any friends. And, you know, and Megan's right there. And she's saying, look, here's a friend right here in front of you. Mm-hmm. She says to Annie, she says, you're your problem, Annie, but you're also your solution. Yep. And the thing is, it's like you're ready to laugh because you've been laughing at everything Megan has said. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to laugh when she says this. And then when she finishes, you're like, that's right. That's smart. As over the top, crazy and zany or whatever as uh-huh. um, Melissa McCarthy's character is in this movie, she's obviously very sure of herself. Which is very attractive. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The other thing we, we forgot to mention, we were talking about the bridal shower. They're giving out puppies as a... <laughs> Door prizes. The party yeah, favor. Yeah. Puppies with fucking berets on their heads. Right. Really? Yeah. They, yeah. And I love how uh, Megan takes like nine of them. Right. She's like, oh, I, I kind of over uh, extended yeah. myself. I, like six would have been good. Yeah, right. She's six would have been. It's like, no, six puppies would have been too much. Another line when Annie and the bride are having a little 
little luncheon. They're talking about penises yeah. in the face. And they're like, you know, what is that? And then Kristen Wiig starts like acting like one. Like she puts her arms out yeah. to the side. Are those and, the balls? Yeah. Well, yeah, but my elbows, they're pointy, but that's my elbows. And then, <laughs> then she starts like winking. Yeah, with the, the one, one eye closed. <laughs> I'm oh, sitting watching that going, I wonder if Kathy and Sue and, and all the girls talk like that <laughs> when they talk. get together. Uh, not my sweet Kathy. No, of course not. Not my sweet of course Kathy. Not. Yeah. And Rebel Wilson, just some of the ridiculous stuff. When she gets the tattoo. Yeah. And her the tattoo, it's like she's got this gargantuan tramp stamp and it's all like pussy and bleeding and it's red. It's like a big worm. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> so Annie's like, oh, you should really put some like frozen peas or something on that. So while... She's talking with her roommate. Yeah. Rebel goes to the fridge and uh -huh. we see her in the back and she opens frozen peas and she just like pours all the peas on her back. Yeah. It's like, no, you got to leave them in the bag <laughs> and put the, the bag on. <laughs> it's like, I'm a big fan of Rebel Wilson. She's, oh my God. She's great in the in the Pitch Perfect movies too. Oh, I love Fantastic. those movies. Very funny. Yeah, I got hooked on those. But yeah, we can't say enough about this cast or the writing. Just a great movie. It's not like just your typical cliches that you would find in a rom-com or a movie that's centered around women. Yeah. That's why I, it works. That's why it was successful because, yeah. you know, it can appeal to a, a wide audience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes only gave it 6.8. And I go, eh. usually I'm okay with Rotten Tomatoes, but I'm like, you know, y'all missed the point. If I had a dollar movie. for every time I really enjoyed a movie that wasn't rated well on Rotten Tomatoes or by the critics, I'd have a lot of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. I'd be pretty rich. Because I think people go in with certain expectations of it being realistic or not over the top or whatever. I think if a movie is entertaining, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to make sense all the time. If it makes you laugh, right, then go with it. Have and, fun. And it you was, know? Life is too and short and too that. serious. And it was more than just making you laugh. Right. Yeah. This movie has heart, too. Right. It's well written. It's well acted. And the other thing that I wanted to mention why this movie works really well is because I think there's a very natural chemistry between all the players too. Yeah. Again, they really because see. they all have a background of working together or if not together, working in the groundlings, Yeah, there's a, a certain language that they all speak because mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. So if you're really good at improv... Yeah. And you have other people that are also really good at improv. Yeah. That really lends itself to tremendous chemistry. Mm -hmm. and, and tremendous chemistry is always going to sell a movie better. When you can put spontaneity mm -hmm. on film. Oh, yeah. That's brilliant. It's, it's gold. Yeah. That's no great doubt. stuff. No and, doubt. and how many movies have a scene where somebody in a wedding dress craps in the street? I mean, exactly. That just, that's gold. And again, <laughs> to think that that wasn't even in the original script and they just sort of made yeah. that up while they were shooting and came up with that. Like, that's yeah, fantastic. It is. It's really good. Yeah. Bridesmaids, uh, 10 years later, holds up very well. And it's definitely worth another look if you haven't seen it in a while. Absolutely. They're not going to do a sequel to this. I would love to see some or all of these women work together on a totally separate project. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Eric, thanks for doing this episode with me. I really appreciate it. Sure. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at Jason Davis Voice. Email screenfacts at yahoo.com if you have any questions or comments. Also, please visit jasondavisvoice.com if you need a voiceover for a commercial, internet, or corporate video, e-learning, phone messages, and more. Thanks for listening. It's coming up!